So I'm looking at the, this kind of live update from CNET on the Consumer Electronics Show. Sorry about the themes. One of them is the rise in car talk. So electronics and cars and how cars are shifting to electronics and self-driving stuff. Okay, what am I looking for? Uh, I've just got CNET, uh, CES. It's like a live summary or something. Live blog. It's kind of everything they've been writing about the, the show so far. There you go. Okay, so we're going to spend time on this episode talking about some new technology. Uh, Ken's been telling me about some stuff he's been seeing come out of CES, Consumer Electronics Show. So we just figured let's just kind of sit here and take a look at some of that stuff and see you know, what we see in there and how it might apply to, to cities and downtowns and economic development. Yeah, one of the big ones is mobility this year. So we're, there's, some, there's some displays and um, new product launches around flying cars, um, one that will fold up and fit into a parking space. Um, which is really kind of interesting as we think about that happening anytime soon. We know the airspace is an issue, but the vehicle side of the equation seems to be evolving, continuing to evolve really quickly. Um, and the fact that it's showing up at the Consumer Electronics Show, even around some of the automation, is uh, one of those really interesting future um, opportunities and challenges for cities. Um, as they think about how people get around, as we think about remote work and some of the, the varying mobility options um, and the way people are going to use airspace instead of just roadways. It gets back to the whole density question and congestion and traffic. Um, it's going to be a little bit interesting from that standpoint. The other um, thing that I was just reading is that they've come up with a new ele electric bike that actually folds up into the size of a briefcase. So. You know, when you get to work, you just walk in and slide it under your desk. And so there's another interesting mobility option. You know, bikes take up, I think it's, uh, if you look at some of the graphics that have been out there in our industry, it's like one-tenth the space of cars or something like that. So 10 bikes can fit in the same lane at the same time as like 100 cars or something like that. So that one's also really interesting to me. Um, I was trying to think of what else I had seen in there in terms of just the mobility side. The other part of the mobility side was both um, the automation evolution inside, you know, kind of traditional looking cars, but also integrating um, technology into roadways. So we're seeing a little bit of that over in Europe. They almost, almost always go first uh, from that standpoint um, so that there's this ability for um, both traffic management and navigation that's almost built into the roadway uh, versus relying on satellite communication and, and GPS and things like that. So this whole theme around automation, which at least in theory, um, you, know, you know, over the last decade or so, we believe will reduce congestion because it takes a lot of the, um, takes a lot of the human factor for speeding and crashes and everything else out of the picture, vehicles can actually use shorter distances following each other. Um, so it, it ends up improving the capacity of the roadway, the capacity for flow. Um, so those are some of the interesting technologies that I'm seeing around um, mobility. Have you seen anything else that's been part of the show? 
I haven't really yet, but okay. I, I don't think I've paid as much attention to it yet as yeah, you yeah, have. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm just kind of a geek for this kind of you stuff. You know, I saw some of the some of the improvements that are maybe more <clears throat> more more functional, but some of the improvements on the automotive side. Okay. Um, and then you know, there's there's a lot of focus on kind of one of my pet peeves and something they haven't solved here yet, which is getting removing cables from our lives. And so I think in the auto automotive, and I just actually had some stuff, radar detector and dash cam. I had a bunch of stuff hardwired into my truck last week. Okay. Because I just, it, my OCD just makes me go crazy when I have cables running everywhere. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll run a 50-foot extension cord along the floor, along the side, and from room to room instead of have one hang three feet down the wall. So... You know, but I did see that some of some of that, and but but I think you know some more using tech for more practical applications in vehicles, more this time, not just kind of shiny new things. Right. It's 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 we're getting to the more pragmatic um, kind of uh, functions of some of this stuff, and and less on the kind of cool factor or whatever else it was. I know the other thing that I was that I noticed, which is kind of a mobility thing, but it's um, a little bit. Um, not quite in terms of congestion unless we start using the waterways a little bit more for, for our mobility but there's a there's a new electric powered hydrofoil boat um, that is being displayed at CES this year and again you know that ability to travel smoothly over water that can be choppy I mean we live in Miami we, we know there's a lot of waterway path out there that could be utilized and we've got a few um, water taxis and things like that, they have a tendency to be slow, a little uncomfortable. Um, but that electric mobility, the electrification of boats is, I think, part of that larger trend of electrification and mobility that we're going to continue to see. Right. One of the other ones that, th that I think is really cool and, and has good potential for what we do, because I think, I think that even for a firm like ours, it would, it, it's something that makes me think, okay, now I'm interested in in looking at this a little better or a little more in depth is something to explore for how we serve our clients. And that is this one that you mentioned, which is the 3D making a comeback, but without the glasses. Right, the, uh, it's a, I think it's a AS, ASUS? Yeah. Yeah, ASUS. Yeah. And what I find interesting about that, and, and, and I'm, I'm interested in it, especially by the image that they put on the blog, ah, true. because you know we we always talk about and 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 don't do a lot, but we know that when when we're working in cities and we're working on opportunity sites and we're we're doing site planning and then we're taking that into a three D frame on a massing and then we're taking that into rendering, right? Um, and then you can take that into a video rendering. Uh, right. That kind of kind of shows you that the, you can walk through sometimes, right? Yep. yep. But but to really do a true 3D immersive experience, you could design that today for the project you design. But you've got to you know they've got to have the VR glasses. You've got to have all right. of that. So this all of a sudden, if you can do it without the need for glasses and something like we see on the screen where you're just looking at the computer, but you really get that 3D experience. That is something that I think that for our industry and architecture and urban planning and, and yeah. how, you, how you really create the feel of walking through a, a main street concept that you've designed for a city. Right. It gets and back to that user experience thing we were talking about in one of our earlier conversations. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. 
Um, so I, I find that one really interesting, okay. uh, especially for our side of the, of, you know, not just not just in the cities themselves, but for for those of us that that are engaged in economic development, Even as we and this type things. of work, yeah. to be be really because you can really get in there and and make those tweaks and really show kind of what your concept is and and how it how it functions more, and and really for people to really understand it, it makes me think of our conversation about density. And I remember seeing when I was on the ULI panel, the mayor of Greenville showed the picture of that the anti, the, the folks that were against a project, he showed the picture that they used on their flyers and their mailers. And then he showed a picture of the actual project from the same perspective, which, you know, one was this big and one was this big in perspective from the street. And so it, it, you know, when people think about the tall buildings and, and we talk about, you know, when, when I'm on the street, of a great downtown, I have no idea if I'm next to a three-story or a 20-story building. A lot of times you don't. And so I think that just just when you're talking about like, you know, these conversations in Miami Shores that we talked about a lot on the last one is, okay, well, if we go just even from three to five stories, what does that mean when you're walking down the street? How overwhelming is that or not? And to be able to kind of show those different regulatory options not just from a rendering or an image, but really from that, that 3D perspective of walking down the sidewalk. Interesting. So it's kind of like a holodeck. It kind of is. The Star Trek is. holodeck. And, and it also We're makes me there. think of, of being able to 3D and see that, that total travel path that you talk about yes. from the garage into the... With the, all the different lighting conditions and you know what's around right. you, what's, what's along that pathway. Yes, yep. I agree. That, that could be very cool, definitely. What else? Did, um, what else have we seen on here? So the next one in here is the the one that you just mentioned, the e-bikes in disguise. Yes, I love that because yeah. we've talked about, you know, in some of our places that our transit solution is very likely going to be e-bikes. It's it's a really good one these days. Um, There's no question about and, it. And yeah, and I see them more and more. I've, I'm still, you know, getting closer and closer to thinking about. Get one. You know, getting one. Okay. Like I need anything else in the garage. <laughs> But this one folds up into a briefcase. But this so one folds up into a briefcase. There you go. You have it. It's only four grand. It's only right? four grand. <laughs> uh, but but it's 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 really cool. And it's again, yeah. It's you're right. It's it's that it's that convenience factor. All of those things that you know we have a you know one of the hashtags we use is easy button. Right. Yeah. You know, Very much so. I don't have to worry about. It's what's convenient. Know, right. It removes these additional either decision points or questions about. Right. How am I going to get a bike in the elevator and bring it up to the right. office? Where am I going to plug it in? Right. Where do, or do I have to store it someplace else? All those different kinds of things. Right. Now, I mean, you know, it's it's a little pricey right now, but given some of the other the price tags on some of the other e-bikes, um, it's actually not that bad. <laughs> So and and it's from Japan and the founders used to work at the company that produces Transformers action figures. Oh yeah, there you go. There you go. Transformers inspired e-bike that fits under your desk. That's really cool. Um Otterbox, that's for your phones. Yeah. Uh, I thought maybe that was something cuz we use Otter as our AI uh note taker. Um right. Yeah, I saw a number of these, like, robot pets. Yeah, it seems to be kind of uh, a thing. You know, oh, when this I'm, one teaches your kids. When I start seeing them on the street, I believe that one, actually. But. Yeah. 
Um, oh, a, a bicycle desk. Um, well, the additional, I, and I've seen some of this, and I'm curious on to kind of what, and you had brought something else up that's like kind of what comes next, because, you know, be curious, I've got the, the fold right phone yeah. and and they had we're, a bunch we're seeing of seeing a lot of that in, that in so so what's sort of the evolution kind of of that what's next well you know what it's kind of interesting i would say that some of this display evolution is going to impact our wayfinding systems um, because variable wayfinding systems are by by far the most effective right um, they can emphasize things at different times of the day and things like that but they have traditionally been super expensive um, and um, you know they they can they can double as advertising signs in between and pay for themselves. So if this begins to take us into a place where we get more of this kind of um, affordability exterior, I right. think we've got some really interesting um, wayfinding functions yeah. that could be really awesome. Yeah. And I think that it. that even just for for our field, both what we do, and I think that even for inside some cities in in their different disciplines. I think public works or engineering or some of the, some of their field operations. You know what this has done. You know I have a laptop. Right. I have a ten-inch tablet, and I have my cell phone, and so I use my ten-inch tablet a lot for. You know I have a mounted my truck, so when I'm out in the field mapping, you know I can't run my GIS on this. Right. I have you, to have you a can't tablet. Can't see enough, right? I use the tablet as the screen for my drone. Right. Um, but what I found is that that this screen. This is enough. That's enough. I can read an Excel on here. I can edit it. I can do. Yeah. I can do. The tablet comes away. You know, this takes that 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 place, and I can. It's big enough for what I need to do on the drone. It's big enough for for me to open my GIS when I'm driving around okay. in somewhere. And so it really has changed how I do that. So I think about these big bulky, you know, tablets or laptops that inspectors and people carry out into the field you know right. and they're those like ibm think pads that are the the ones you can beat up the even, super rugged ones yeah you know gotcha. and and so much now and i i really do think that that foldable technology i mean it's really transformed the way i can operate yeah um so it's it's got to be and I, I like the wayfinding concept yeah i think i think it, it could be that i mean uh, again it was one of our recommendations for this project we worked on in Minneapolis that their wayfinding really needed to get upgraded, uh, but it needed, in, in some instances, it needed a big screen because people need to be able to see it from like a couple blocks away almost, and and that was our recommendation. But I know they're really expensive, or they have been. So if they're coming down, there you go. You don't need to paint your truck anymore, Kevin. You can just, uh, you know, have it wired so that it can change its color change whenever you want it to. Yep. This is good for football games, you know. Uh, you want to yeah. get the team colors, you know, depending on which which team you're rooting for that day. Yep. Oh yeah, the amazing color changing car. I love it. Yeah. Um, BMW. Who would have thunk? Yeah, yeah. Lots of automotive. Yeah, it's very automotive Lots of centric. Automotive. Yeah, definitely. Um, here's some here's more. Here's another one. So. Kind of like almost night goggles there. Yeah, so lots of automotive. The, the you know the the thing we we rail against a lot. And night riders kit just joined DEE on stage. Oh look, so and Herbie the love bug. So they're self driving probably right. Both cars are known for their very human on screen personalities. Oh, they have personalities. Oh, that's what it is. Okay, got it. Yeah. Huh. The car that wants to be your friend. Just, uh, 
more of the D. Future Cartech isn't about big screens. Oh, that's the one that they got Schwarzenegger to come out and do. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of men. It's a lot of, it's a lot of mobility stuff, right? A lot of mobility, right? yeah. yeah. Um, you know, here's some chip stuff. I mean, there's always something chip-related. Well, and, and, you know, from an economic development standpoint for the, in the U.S. right now, that's a, that's a pretty big deal because we're making these huge investments in these chip manufacturing plants across the country. We are, and it'd be interesting to kind of think, you know, we think about the e-bike coming out of Japan. It'd be interesting to see how the origin of a lot of the new stuff at this year compares to in the past, given what we just went through with supply chain issues right. and, yeah, and, and how, we're, how we're making and that efforts to reshore and all of that. And that and honestly it may take a couple of years for that to, to hit, but um, I think you're right. I mean, it may actually begin to improve our innovation ecosystem nationally right. Right. in a lot of ways that, that it hasn't been, which is kind of cool. You know, and, and, and it's cool to see things that kind of connect to, you know, to places we know, like, you know, the this this chip that was used on, that was unveiled, that was, I guess its first real use was in the Artemis, uh, in the Orion capsule. Ah, okay. Um, and we have an AR headset maker that's allowed to show up in operating rooms. I think I just saw a Chicago wow. med thing about this. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it was a Chicago Med episode where the AR and the or the AI that was being used, okay, uh, I guess kind of made a mistake because and gave him the wrong instructions oops. to the surgeon. Oh my! Yeah, I saw a few things on the gaming laptops. I think that's always there because I think the gaming, a lot of the gaming tech leads a lot of the. The rest of the um, sort of laptop. So there's a there was one about freelancers, and now we've got the the uh, hybrid work kind of thing. But I'm trying to figure out what the what the product is. Yeah. I don't know. AMD, so AMD. We need better hybrid work and video conferencing. We were kind of talking about that. You know, what's the next? What's what's the next thing beyond Zoom? Yeah, that was right? the thing. Yeah. Yeah, so um, it looks like they're at least paying attention to it. I think that's going to be a big deal, particularly for our smaller communities where, you know, it's part of their economic development strategy is not attracting the companies, just attracting talent. It is, and I think that, that even this one, what, what the HPCO talks about, you know, in five years, his prediction, 50% of the workforce will be freelancers. You right. know, so I think that when we think about even our business model and the way we work and the way that we can right. can can help communities around the nation – Right. You know, being able to tap into that talent right. that more and more goes into freelance. Right, and, and you, you just simply pull the right team together for a project, and then they go back out, and right. whatever it is, right? Right, because I think yeah. more and more, as more people go into freelance, I think you're going to – I haven't really thought about this, but it seems like you're going to have some really superior talent do that. Yes, you're going to have some really terrible talent do that. <laughs> but, you know, but it's it's more and more people in control of their own destiny and being able to, again, it's that, I guess they call it work-life balance, kind of, you know, be, be in charge it themselves. Um, 
kind of do what they want to do. You know, it's, it's a lot of how we operate in, in how we pick and choose our clients and the projects we work on and right. who we work with. And so, I mean, I, I just think, you know, it'd be interesting to see how these technologies evolve. Again, what is after Zoom that really makes it, because, you know, we still struggle even when we look at a document uh, together. When, well, when or, we look at a document together, but also when we're evaluating places where, right. where we really don't have a team member. Right. Oh, um, yeah. Because we can cover where we do our work. We're very good and we've got our team and we, we can cover all of that. But we see places that may be out west that it's like we know, we could, we know exactly what to help with them. And we could, we could go in and deliver it. But looking for these technologies like this, that what's that next stage that makes, it, makes us able to deliver that offsets the distance and some of those costs that you still have to absorb a lot in what we do with with you, travel you do absolutely true but i mean for example i mean we we currently are getting better at you know one team member going out and doing image capture and the rest of us benefiting from it right right yep. um what occurred what just occurred to me is that i'm looking to see you know if uh if and how and when someone's come up with a drone system that we can use you know like uh, we can fly a drone around uh, San Antonio right now, even though we're sitting in Miami. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that could be cool. That would be really cool to be able to pilot it from here and Absolutely. fly around San Antonio yes. the way they sit in Tampa and yeah, and kill terrorists in yes. Afghanistan. Yes, we know the tech's there, right? But it hasn't come to the consumer electronics right. show yet. Right, right, and you know what the what the regs are going to be around that because it's outside a line of sight. Right. But we're going to have a lot of stuff flying around outside a line of sight. Yeah. So I don't know. It, it'll be interesting, I think. Um, yeah, and I hadn't seen, obviously, I'm interested. I haven't really, yeah. I mean, I haven't looked here a lot. I'd be really interested in, in kind of how the drone tech has evolved and what's showing up this year at CIS. That's true because, I mean, honestly, we haven't seen a lot of progression in the last couple of years, really, have we? Is there anything really new about drones in the last couple of years? Nothing really new as much as just enhancing the technology that they have. But so the, in terms of features is what I would say. I mean, is there any really new any new features? You know, I think that, you know, they enhance the, the image capture. I think they add some new features to some of the imagery. I think, you know, being able to add in the ability in certain models on, on setting your waypoints Okay. And just just having more automated flight. Okay. Got um, it. Or, or things. I think there's still some things that they need to work on, which which I think tie back to some of these other areas, which is, you know, continuing to work on improving battery capacity. Yeah. And flight times. Right. Um, you know, the image we just upgraded one of our drones, uh, and the the one we have now is 6K on its imagery wow and it's it's i mean it's it's a, a next step up okay and and so i think that there's there's still I, th I think there's still some room for improvements there are probably things they're hearing from users that are more on the enhancement side as much as or more than looking for new features okay uh, but i think that the automation and i haven't really used a lot of that yet uh to understand okay. the waypoint and not just setting the route, but how do I set what I'm looking at and what's being filmed and photographed? Right. How do we, you know, how do you, you know, how does it incorporate those angles um, 
you know, an added feature and one of my DJI, DJI has it, but I haven't, I haven't used it a lot and I haven't found it really to be to the extent that I need it, which is having Zoom. Uh, um, and, and, and I think on my DJI, I only have Zoom on video. I, I can't like sit and hover and find the image I want and then zoom into it. I got to fly towards it. Oh, wow. Now okay. there, yeah. as far as I know, yeah, Again, okay. I'm, All right. I haven't, you know, we're, we're so immersed in, in working and, and, and having the applications that we need to use right. that I don't always get into the systems. I mean, it's the same with this video camera we're using right now. Yeah. It's got 20 things that you don't I know how to use, don't know yeah, how to use yet. Yeah. You're um, giving it time to play with it is like, I, yeah, like I need to it. adopt like a 10 year old that can teach me how to use all this stuff. Um, here's a mobility and safety for self-driving car. Right. That's I would the expect new, to see a lot Sony more of Honda that. Sony-Honda partnership, the Afila. Yep. Again, I, you know, we're, we're going to start seeing more of that. I think. Yeah, I would expect to see more of that. Yeah, lots of gaming, entertainment, new TVs. By the way, I think there's a an interesting opportunity in the gaming slash density visualization interface. Um, you know, because that is almost a virtual walkthrough for people. Um, if you could, you know, help them do that through gaming, then they start to understand it a little bit better. Right. And and we've had some games out there. What was the? There were a couple for a long time that got pretty popular with City something, uh, but I don't think we've seen a new one in a while that would be a little bit more robust. Right. It ought to be, they ought to be able to do that by now, right? Yeah, they. I would. They should be able yeah. to. The paper tablet, you know, we've, you know, I, I like the concept, but I haven't gone there yet. I've got a sort of hybrid that I sometimes use. I know, okay. I think Alicia uses the Remarkable, and I think it's really? gotten okay. better and better. Interesting. Uh, but I do, I do think it's really, it's, it's an interesting thing. Um, Not seeing a lot about music. You're no. About music cities. Yeah, I just saw that thing on like sound bars, but, yeah, but haven't that, really but seen lot, anything else on music. Sound, right? You know, of course, music has their own, has the... Their own show. Their own show. Right. Well, it'll be interesting to see what else comes out this week. I'm sure that, you know, people are waiting to do their reveals on some of this stuff. Yeah, there's still more to come. Yeah. Maybe we'll follow up next week with another that, That's true. We can another we, scroll. But we, there are a couple of interesting themes. You know, I mean, the mobility theme was, was certainly one, and um, the display theme was another one that I think yeah. we ought to pay attention to. And um, now that we're saying this, somebody's going to get after that drone thing. Well, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, and I was thinking about the wayfinding and the screen thing. The other thing I thought about, you know, they have now the TV that rolls up. Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. And so that makes me think not just TV, but but the, the advertising applications. Yes. You unroll that. I've got a banner, mm -hmm. you, you know, for, for, again, that messaging for events or right. different things. Exactly. And so those sorts of applications... Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, the, we know how effective those variable message boards are. They've just been so incredibly expensive right. in the past. If they get better, then, you know, it's going to help us a lot, even for events and things like that, you know, directing people or promoting particular aspects of an event. Right. It could be very, very helpful. Cool. Right. Well, let's see what comes out. Definitely. And, you know, the rest of the show. Hopefully by next year when we talk about this, we'll both have flying cars. Hopefully. 
maybe a motorcycle or a flying motorcycle. That's true.